Part 4 with Chris Pearce looks in greater depth at the future for medicine, medical education and the humanitarian side of medicine. Yeah, so what do you, in 10 years' time, what do you think life's going to look like for us? For the world? The world, for you and for the world. Where do you, where do you, what do you think is going to happen? Well, hopefully this kind of nationalistic phase that we're going through with Donald Trump and people like that will have finished by then and then... Um, we can all start living together a bit better. Um, uh, I, I imagine I'll still be here. Um, <clears throat> with any luck, I'll be a full professor by then. I just, I've just signed up for a PhD, which is very geeky. Yeah, um, no, congratulations, you know, good for you. I might as well do that, uh, especially during COVID. You know, nothing much to do. I just do a PhD. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to get given it, but <laughs> at least I've signed up for it. I've done the first bit. Um, yes, yeah, so I think I'll probably stay, stay here and um, see out my career. Yes, I, I, in terms of like technology taking over the world, I'm not sure. I think um, certainly for my kids, I think it'd be a very different place to be. I mean, my wife's job as a radiologist surely won't exist by the time my children are at medical school because um, there's got to be a computer that can read an X-ray or an MRI scan better than a human by then. Uh, um, so, so not to scare the, the bejesus out of her, there already is. Um, yeah. and, no, I'm yeah. not sure. I'm, I'm sure there is. I, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and the same with the cardiologists, all that rhythm stuff. Anything that's uh, that you can make an algorithm for um, is replaceable. Yeah. So the, ra- the radiologists lawyers are- as well. Apparently, computers are better at reading contracts than humans already as well. So at least the lawyers get it as well. Oh, that's. I feel much better. I mean, I'm, I was glad that the accountants were getting it, but um, I couldn't work out how the lawyers were going to get. And it's interesting when you when you talk about Trump. So my my brother and I fell out over Brexit. Um, he's in the states, and uh, literally when when Boris got in, um, he he hung up on me, and we didn't speak for three months, quite literally. So we went through Christmas. We went through his daughter's birthday. He. He, he believed that I just didn't get how bad Trump was. Trust me, I, I do get how bad he is and how challenging healthcare in, in the States is, particularly if you don't have access to welfare. Um, but the So I, I texted him the day that I thought that I had COVID because I, I didn't want to tell my mum and my sister because I knew they would panic. Um, so I yeah. texted him and said, you know, just to let you know, um, I think I've got COVID and uh, not told mum yet, but uh, you know, if you get a call from Dave, take it because um, it means that something's happened. So uh, from that day on for four weeks, he FaceTimed me every single night. So where uh, Brexit divides, COVID unites. <laughs> which, I, yeah, which I think is a, is a really interesting, interesting thing. Is humanitarian stuff or philanthropic stuff something that you do want to do? Yeah, I'd love to. I mean, you know, I went to Cambodia. Did I tell you about that? No, I didn't. No, I went to Cambodia <laughs> and did, um, there's a thing called the Children's Surgical Centre in Cambodia. With Gavin, okay. I went with Gavin and uh, we really? just operated for like, we, we saw patients in clinic and we operated for like four or five days. Uh, some weird stuff, you know, I did three operations I'd never even seen before, let alone done before. I mean, Gavin and I did a shoulder fusion together for this poor bugger who had, a young guy who had uh, ankylosing spondylitis and, you know, agony in his shoulder and basically had no movement anyway and no joint. So we did a shoulder fusion, looked it up on the internet and, and did it, you know. Um, and uh, yeah. But that, that was that was really good actually, um, and you know it's a lot about training the, the 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 Cambodian surgeons as well. And I also did that thing in Vietnam, which I think I did today, but did I with Arthrex? 
Uh, you told me you were going to do it, but um... yeah, I went. I went to um, I went to Hanoi uh, oh, for about wow. three days, and I gave some lectures, and then did some surgery. I was doing um, well because with arthrex, it was all brostrums, and did a few arthro brostrums and a few tightrope, um, what they call internal braces, uh, open. Um, I was supposed to go back there. Actually, I was supposed to have been there in April uh, in Cambodia and sorry in Hanoi and Ho Chi Minh uh, for a week, which uh, you know that all got cancelled because of COVID. Um, but and I think that's where actually things will come together with education is that you can do quite a lot of the technical stuff and the theory stuff by Zoom and all this kind of stuff, but the hands-on bit. Yeah, but it, there's nothing like there's nothing like you know again that that, can, that, that Vietnam trip. Yeah. Um, you know, of course, the lectures I could have done like this easily enough. But again, you need to see the audience so that you can, especially when you're doing it in, in English. Right? So I was speaking in English. I was trying very hard to speak slowly. Uh, there was a Vietnamese guy that was translating. But, you know, I knew when he didn't really get what I just said, yeah. like the translator, you know, because I could see his face and I could see his body language and that, you know, whatever else. So I knew to, to, to phrase it a different way or to do something else. And so, so even the lectures are much better in person. And yeah. of course, the operating is, you know, is much, much better in person. Yeah. Um, but I think what I mean is that I think you could potentially use this as the, you know, the so the pre-course material could be something that's fairly scripted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, I think yeah, we're 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 kind of slightly behind in that. I think, aren't we? Um, and, and and do that, and then go out when uh, and have a much more productive meeting when you're out there. But I think you know, I did the the thing with um, Marson out in China, which which was which was great fun. Um, and I've got yeah. some colleagues that are doing some stuff in Africa. Um, who um world orthopedic concern actually um he left with who gavin knows and gavin had done stuff when his when he did his elective and uh he went on one of the hospital ships down the amazon or something like that i think uh, so, I know that. Yeah. yeah no he, he did he it was a i think it was a christian fellowship thing and i, and I only laughed no, because that's probably why i would never have done that well and he wouldn't either apart from the fact that he that a lot of these things are run by these kind of yeah. mission type things and so I, I don't think he could the reason I laugh is because I don't think he got to drink for the whole time that he was it was there and it was yeah, I actually have a moral problem with that as well I, I don't like the idea of going somewhere and saying well we'll give you the health care you need if you take a copy of the bible that. yeah yeah right. and and so that part of it I, I, I don't agree with but I think there's a that bit I think there's a big opportunity for us to to do the the, the great stuff but also the good stuff as well um, well, to be something else that you might be interested in, although I know you're you're more in the sort of like higher technology stuff with the MIS. But I've always, I've, I've, since I went to Cambodia, I always thought that <clears throat> I want to write a book on how to do foot and ankle surgery with minimal equipment. Like you know, yeah. like, you know, basically you can do anything with a one third tubular plate if you put it in the right place. You know, yeah. like, it's kind of like I think it'd be quite good to write a book of orthopedics for the third world. Yeah, um, I, I think you're right. And the, so MIS, I don't actually think is higher, that much higher technology. It's just a modified dental bar it's, it's, it, and some screws. So that there's not really that much to it. Um, true, but, but I think, you, need, you need decent IR like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, you do. I have done it once without, and um, it, it really forces you to think about your anatomy. Um and uh, just because the machine broke halfway through the mach- through the operation and you're kind of stuck. So, um, yeah, but again, I think some of that comes with as 3D printing um, becomes more online is how you can make personalised jigs and stuff like that. And, and in time, it will become much cheaper. Um, at the moment, yeah. they'll prohibitively yeah, sure. expensive. But, you know, wouldn't it be great that if you had some of these big deformities, so for instance, that shoulder that you, were, um, that you and Gav did, that you take that and... 
you manage to get some sort of imaging that they can then make the jig for you and say, there you go, two days later it's for you and you can, you know, where you're putting the screws and stuff. With a bit of, um, you know, and and these big companies and and people that are making lots out of healthcare, personally, I think there needs to be a bit more philanthropy and a bit more give back that, yes, on the one hand you can charge, I mean, I was hearing that in the States they can charge like 55 grand for an ankle replacement. That's just outrageous. You know, some of that should be going back to doing that stuff so you can go off and do the the fun stuff you know the really complex stuff that still exists around the world yeah definitely, definitely. Uh, and that yeah for me that allows you to do a lot of the traveling and the and the good bits too but yeah great well listen thanks um uh, i'll uh yeah, i hope i didn't disappoint you too much there Rose. you didn't you're perfect and you're my inaugural guest am i really yeah of course it was gonna be you oh i'm very flattered <laughs> <laughs> In a career that spans a decade as a consultant orthopaedic surgeon, working both in the National Health Service and the private sector, I've had the privilege of meeting and treating fascinating individuals from all walks of life, from single mums and factory workers to actors, business leaders and politicians, with the occasional lord and lady along the way. This moment in time has brought fear, but also hope, and most importantly, an intense desire for change. It's up to society, not politicians, not governing bodies and not the media to decide what our collective future should be. You can follow Songbirds and Sirens via Facebook, Twitter or on Instagram. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. If you would like to find out more or if you would like to contribute to the conversation, please get in touch. 